Moby. And I'm Marty. Hey, listener. How's it going? We hope you enjoyed our latest bonus episode. It was about it. I hope you listened to it. I mean, listen to our shit. <laughs> I don't know why you're listening to this and not everything else. Yeah, we don't want what happened to our last bonus episode where everyone gave up on it halfway through. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. Nobody likes Fiasco Act 2, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, uh, let's lead off with our usual banter. It is time for the banter segment. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I'll just jump in real quick. So because of our podcast, Nintendo has now decided to release additional units of the SNES Classic. Yeah, pretty exciting. As well as bringing back the NES Classic next summer. So thanks, T-Hud Popcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, that's huge cultural influence we have. Yeah. It's crazy. We tell 20 people, they tell 20 people, and go. so forth. Well, I mean, when you've got 17 listener, but they include President Trump and Shigeru Miyamoto, you have some real influence. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we got all the bases covered. As yeah. long as Kevin Sorbo stays away. See, Trump thought T-Hud was Trump-Hud, his own neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> thought it was one of his towers. And then he started listening and he just couldn't give up. You know? Well, he probably can't read. Were, so that, a, were that a... Oh, man. Let's, let's shy away from... This is why we don't do politics, gentlemen. Come on. I said probably. <laughs> allegedly. Sorry, that's the word I'm Yes, allegedly. For. In all seriousness, I'm really stoked about the SNES coming out more. Uh, as you know, Marty and I were very disappointed. Um, but it's also the only way that you're going to really break the speculation bots is you've got to flood the market. And then all of a sudden, all those, you know, units that the bots buy aren't worth it anymore. They uh, actually shortened that term to spots. Spots. So FYI. Really? Is that serious? Sure. Okay. Spots, all right. Sure. I'll go with it. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, that, that was it That was it? On to, on to the next part of the... No! no. <laughs> this is banter segment part dos. I, I've got a little thing in movie related here. I just want to talk really quickly about Colin Trevorrow being fired from Star Wars uh, Episode Nine in his replacement with J.J. Abrams. Yeah, but man, they've been rotating directors and producers on that fucking thing all for the last three months. Well, yeah, that's the problem. When you look... Yeah, about, it is a problem. It's a major problem. And, and I, you know, this is foreshadowing a bit because, you know, within a few episodes we're going to dive into it. But when you look at what's happened so far... I mean, basically half the movies you've had directors replaced or yeah. shunted out at the end. Even Rogue One, Gareth Edwards was, uh, he was knocked out for extensive reshoots, which I think was Tony Gilroy I uh, ended up doing. And this shows a level of dysfunction. I have a theory on where the dysfunction is. It's I want to hear it. It's a double-edged sword. So you've got Kathleen Kennedy, who is running Lucasfilm. And what she's trying to do is hire all these young, avant-garde, very kind of uh, youthful and fresh directors. But as soon as she hires them, she wants them to do a very conservative Star Wars movie that's fan-pleasing and doesn't, you know, work sure. outside the lines. And you can't do that. Something's got to break. You know, you're, you're telling the left hand to do, you know, something that the right hand doesn't know. It doesn't make any sense. And that's what I think's been happening so yeah, I agree. I think the best thing they could do for the franchise is go outside the box if they want to keep going past these next three trilogy films. And yeah. Otherwise, you're going to give us just a Star Wars bread and butter. We're going to go see it because we go see everything. Sure, and they're going to make their money no matter what they put out. But we're not going to see the every film in that extended universe if 
That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. All those little hook. one-shot offshoots there start, that they, they do. Yeah, if your main main flagship is not great, you're not going to draw audiences for those other ones. I am seriously concerned where the main trilogy is going. You know, some artwork came out for Episode Eight, and it's basically a new Super Star Destroyer um, and a new ETAT Walker, which is exactly the two main vessels and vehicles that were used in Empire Strikes Back. And even in the first trailer for Episode Eight, you see it's not snow, it's a white salt flat, but you see these small ground-skimming vehicles heading out to yeah. a force of ATATs to fight them. And I kind of facepalmed right there. Yeah. You know, I was willing to extend Episode Seven some slack in having a lot of it was, echoes. It was a, a non-reboot reboot. Exactly. <laughs> but but because it had been all these years and it needed to set the prequels right. Sure, and sure. Oh, yeah, That's totally, okay. Totally. But when you do that to Episode Eight and you bring J.J. back for Episode Nine, yeah. who is a very conservative director and I think might copy Return of the Jedi, yeah. um, you know, that's a problem. One guy, and he explained it pretty well, that makes uh, makes me think it's true. He's a guy who says he has a friend that's working on Episode 8. There's a shot in the Episode 8 trailer where you see Finn, and he looks like he's sleeping, and there's oh, some transparent like plastic. He says that this is uh, almost exactly what happened to Harrison Ford, Han Solo, in the Carbonite, um, is that Finn is going to get trapped in this stasis oh, unit, what? and they've got to rescue him in Episode oh, 9. Man. And he said that's what that is. That's that garbage. is ridiculous. If they do that's that, that crazy. is ridiculous. So that's going to happen at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, of and Episode 9 starts with them. Wow. Oh, from man, that's bad. Unit. That's bad. That is bad. Because I would be bad. completely okay with this film being very dark compared to the last film, but I'm not okay with them retreading all the same ground. Yeah. yeah. So do you think, though, the studio is like they're trapped in their own lore, like how cyclical the Force really is? You know, like they are, they're always like, what has happened before will happen again. It always happens, you know? I think they misread the fans. I yeah. think that, you know, for whatever you want to say about George Lucas's prequels, they did not copy his original oh, sure, sure, yeah, story. Totally, totally. And fans rebelled. And I don't know if Lucasfilm actually understands why the fans were rebelling. It wasn't Lucas's overall story. Like they didn't want a copy of the original Star Wars trilogy. What they wanted was just better acting and cooler characters and better dialogue. Hmm. And I, I think maybe that Lucasfilm has really, really misunderstood what the fans are looking for. They're not looking for a literal copy of, of the first trilogy, <laughs> yeah. you know, with new characters. So well, I will say from my perspective... I like these films, but I'm not a big Star Wars guy. Oh, I don't anyways. give I don't give two fucking shits about Star Wars. So, there's, but I go see every movie. There's very little like <laughs> nostalgia tying me to anything here. Yeah. You know, if anything, that holds me back from enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Moby's probably the only true fan of this group. I am a hardcore Star Wars fan. I'll admit it. But uh, for now, that's all I've got to say on the topic. Thanks. Well, uh, continuing with movie though, I wanted to talk about the newest shots of uh, Hellboy. Mm. Of uh, what's his name? Uh, David, David Harbour. Oh, yeah, Harbour. Not David Tennant. Harbour, yeah, Harbour. <laughs> um, man, he looks good. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm, I'm going to put those up in the show notes, links to some of those. But man, he looks good. He's a fucking beast. Yeah. Yeah, he looks... Uh, 
He looks really good. And, you know, Hellboy 1, I, I thought it was okay. I really liked Hellboy 2. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. That's the Golden Army or whatever that was. Yeah, Army. that was a great film. It was good. And uh, I think this new Hellboy is going to be R-rated as well. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So, and you can just even tell in the pictures that they released how, you know, how how gruffled he is. And I, I hate using, you know, the gritty. I hate using the term gritty when you're talking about. So you used gruffled instead? <laughs> Well, I think that was a little. It's better. like my mom said. But you know, I think the term "oh, they're doing a gritty reboot" has yeah. serious negative connotations. And I don't know what this is story-wise. I guess it's a, it must be a rebootish, right? It has to be rebooted. I guess just by the definition of uh, of the the new direction they're taking it, it must be re- a reboot. Right? I would imagine. Well, man, I'm super excited for it. those video. Those pictures look great. He looks fantastic. Is that next year? Did it come? Uh, I think it's 2019. I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh. I'm not sure. But uh, Manny looks good. It looks exactly like Perlman did. Like, he does, yeah. and you know what? Though I think that's that's a testament to how accurately they uh, they they portrayed Hellboy in Perlman version, right? Like that they made they he doesn't look like Pearl. Just Perlman looks like Hellboy, and so does Harbor. Well, yeah, the only difference is they didn't actually have to do any special effects with Pearlman. Yeah, his face is already fucked up. They just painted him red. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I also like, like, he's not like, just, I don't know, it's just, man, he looks so good. Like, even just the down to the shade of red. And he yeah. looks, he looks like he's just, he's, he looks like he's from hell. Looks so good. Oh, man. I'm, but he doesn't I'm look like a boy. Jazzed. And that's confusing. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, that's Why don't they just call him Hellman? You know what? I give I give it a, a six and a half out of ten. Six and a half. <laughs> I give it an eight and a half. I, of course you do. I give it three shaved horns out of four. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> hey, hey, it's just an image. It's just an image, man. All right, all right. Fuck. Okay, so this this episode, there's no crazy about cardboard segment because we think one of our other ones is going to run a little long. So, uh, but I did want to talk about a game that we actually just played pre-recording. The networks. And so I want to get your guys' first impressions. What do you guys think of it? I won. Yeah, you, <laughs> you fucking killed us. Suck a dick. <laughs> um, I liked it. I felt that, uh, you know, it was original. It, it didn't kind of remind me the mechanics of uh, any game I'd pr- played previously. I liked the strategy in that, you know, yeah, you wanted to buy all this stuff or take all these cards, like advertisements and different stars and whatnot. But the game gives you a big bonus if you cash out first, meaning if you kind of close in budget, you get either a lot of money or later on uh, you can choose to take a lot of viewers, which are your points. Yeah. But in return for doing that, you can't do anything else for the rest of the round. So there's a lot of strategy. You know, Marty really kind of pulled ahead early on because he cashed out early, I think. He kept pulling ahead. No, I, I don't think so. that's – I don't know what the hell you're doing, man, but you were just pulling ahead I a lot. I think my strategy for the most part was – it was trying to stay with you guys most of the way. I knew I wasn't going to be super far ahead in the beginning, but I had a lot of money pooled for that yeah. last little bit to get a lot of uh, so you could do, you could, actors you and kind of do what You I could afford to, to take more of those costly actions yeah. without worrying about getting the money from cashing out. Because yeah. when you close and budget, you get a certain amount of money depending yeah. on your turn order of, of closing. If you close first, you get the most and then it decreases, right? It's, it's a very common mechanic in a, in a lot of games where you're just rotating around the table taking a single action. And then those actions make up a, an overall round, yeah. I was also very well set up for the last round where you take two rounds worth of oh, points. Oh, yeah, at the very end. That's you, what you I was really double score your, your, yeah. your shows. Oh, yeah, you came up with 50 viewers just from that 
from aging your shows and then scoring them, you got another 50 viewers on top. That's what sealed it, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it actually has a solo ver- uh, variant, which I'm, uh, I'm going to try and see how it is, which is nice. I, Again, we don't get we don't get together to play games all that often, so having a solo option is works for me. I like it. I'll play it again for sure. I play with myself once in a while too. <laughs> Ooh, I love that Ooh. solo action. <laughs> yeah, uh, I liked it a lot. Um, you know, I'd definitely be willing to give it another shot and hopefully get a quicker start. But yeah. uh, there is yeah, uh, there's game. actually a an expansion on Kickstarter right now. It's like called the Executives, I think. Hmm. I don't know. I'll link it in the show notes too. In case you anybody want, I'm not sure when it ends compared to when this. It actually might be over by the time this airs, but if it isn't, I'll put up the link. I think I'm going to check it out. I'm going to dive in and see what it is. Now that I've played the base game, um, that's one criticism a lot of people have. Like you, you see all the cards. You you basically saw all the cards. Right. So that that cool, that funny, like oh, this show is referencing that or like um, communisty, like the, instead of community, that kind of shit. You see it all, right? So. I think an expansion, uh, yeah, definitely would help increase play uh, replayability for sure. Sure. Okay. So, what do we want to move on to? Our actual, bi- yeah, our big, so our big topic. We'll move on to the segue segment, and then we'll move into the actual segment. Oh, okay. Good. Good. All right. Let's segue into <laughs> Geek is Good, which is going to be a just a general discussion topic. And um, I hid my notes, so I actually have to flip to what I was going to say. <laughs> Okay, now he's just put on a show. <laughs> I think I'll leave this in. I've got it. <laughs> so, this was kind of actually suggested by Moby, and it was going to be a discussion. Oh, it about, must be a bad suggestion, though. Oh, it, fuck you, Lee. This topic's going to be terrible. Hey, okay, that's one more thing we haven't talked about, is the explicit language. You guys use way too much of it. I think it offends some listener. Uh, then they're listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm just throwing it out Are you fracking kidding me? Are you, yeah. See, because, yeah. Wait, wait. Someone was offended by our language? No, I don't know. You know, it's, the, the explicit tag isn't for everybody. <laughs> That's all it Right, is. okay. Well, our podcast isn't for anybody, so <laughs> I'm not seeing the problem here, <laughs> All right, sorry. I just well, thought I'd mention them. So, now that we've had the segue segment... And, and the anti-segway anti-segue segment. segment. So Geek is Good is going to be... Wait, I'm sorry. Do I have to timestamp all these segments? Oh, yes. Man. Uh, we're going to be... Just, it's going to be a little discussion, or a long discussion, depending on uh, how angry Leland gets, <laughs> about how being into... Uh, hardcore into different sort of uh, aspects of nerd culture has become more mainstream. So nowadays, being is being a nerd or being a geek, is that... Does that even exist? Is that a bad thing? Like, what does it mean? Are we all geeks nowadays? And we're just going to kind of have a general discussion about that. And is there anything that's still considered sort of taboo or nerdy or kind of counterculture? Or are all these things now part of the mainstream media and culture? So, uh, did you want to jump into that a bit, Moby? Yeah, you know, I I do have a few points where I think there still is a stigma in being a geek. But I think overall... There's been a, a lot of improvement. So I would say maybe 75 to 80% of what used to be social stigma geekhood is no longer, there's really a social stigma to it. Uh, I mean, you look at movies and video games. You know, when we were growing up, if you were an adult playing video games, you know, it was 
weird, for the lack of a better term. You were kind of a nerd or a geek. And, you know, even movies, you know, if you were a big Star Wars fan, you know, that was really geeky up to and, and through the prequels. But now kind of everybody at least sees Star Wars, uh, you know, in the theaters. And, you know, as long as you're not dressing like a Jedi in your everyday life, there's really not yeah, a lot of stigma there. I feel a lot like a lot of people just hid those things before. Like a lot of people yeah. probably were Star Trek or, or Star Wars fans, but they didn't talk about it. It wasn't like water cooler discussion. And nowadays it is. Yeah. Now you're left out if you don't talk about it. If you can't talk about it. If you have seen those and you're like you're you're missing out on a lot of a lot of cultural references. I feel like Game of Thrones is a good example of yes, that. Because yes. I know so many people who go, oh, do you watch Game of Thrones? And I do not pick them as the kind of person who would watch any sort of fantasy television. Now I realize it's very mainstream, but it is sure. mainstream and because... It's, yeah. you, it's fantasy are, by, by Luce's definition only. Sure, it, it's definitely... But, yeah, it's I considered low fantasy. It's not yeah. high fantasy. Yeah, yeah. But you could argue also that <clears throat> Lord of the Rings and that sort of thing, which is high fantasy, yeah. has definitely permeated our culture and our everyday speak and what, you know what we're into totally yeah i mean i think i say keep it secret keep it safe on a daily basis <laughs> daily basis of regards to something anything and my axe <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's interesting i mean you know I, i've kind of been trying unsuccessfully to to tiptoe back into the dating world there and looking at online dating stuff and you know you've got a lot of people that will put um at least a few things that would formerly be very geeky into their profiles as interests. And nobody kind of really bats an eye anymore. And, uh, you know, I think I, I want to make a differentiation here. I think being geeky, you know, into Marvel movies and comic books and, and that kind of stuff is okay. But I think if you're a nerd and maybe, maybe the line is a little blurred, but if you're like a true nerd that's not groomed and doesn't have good hygiene and just kind of sits on a computer and farts all day, I mean, there's still a stigma there. Yeah, okay, but that's like a personal hygiene stigma. Well, okay, okay, but maybe there's something to that. You know, maybe the fact that people that are formally... So you're saying... So you're differentiating the words itself. So you're saying being nerdy as opposed to being geeky in a specific subject is if you're a nerd, then you're higher on that... Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I feel the opposite. I feel like geek... Is See, that's because kind of really? we self-identify as nerds. Yeah, that's probably sure. why. Oh, so you and definitely don't. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Okay. okay. Well, okay. One of the two. You say, okay. Does one of the two though uh, denote being like borderline obsessed with a specific thing? Because you could be geeky or like a nerd in any subject, right? right. It doesn't just have to be fantastical novels or, or superheroes or fantasy or, uh, you know, sci-fi. Like you could be, sure. you could be a football geek nerd. Which one would you yeah. use then? Right. Like football if you're geek, probably, football, probably right. Probably. Yeah. But you'd be like, a, but you'd be like a physics geek too. If you're yeah. Good. But yeah, but yeah. you'd be a comic book nerd. Yes. If you're too far into it. So this is weird. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this is like apples too, like apples. Like this. I think so. Well, that's why I said there's a fuzzy line that's kind of hard to define. Right, but you just def- you said yeah. that, and I then tried, you just yeah. defined it. Yeah, yeah, I okay. gave him my best shot. Well, let's just say that there's some things that are still considered. All right, well, no, I want me to say we're going to use geek nerd interchangeably. Okay. With neither of them having any more negative connotation than the other. Okay, because I didn't know you guys actually identified as nerds. I would identify well, I don't as think, a geek. I'm not a geek. 
I would say I'm a geek. I'd say I'm a nerd. Okay. Well, then we'll have to use him interchangeably. <laughs> we have no choice. And, and I'd say you guys are losers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marty. It's not like you're married or anything. Oh, we are. And we're not. Okay. And three-time champ. Yeah, but his wife's married to a loser. <laughs> oh, oh, that's true. Yeah. I'm the funny one now, bitch. Oh. She's married to someone else. <laughs> oh, uh, when, did, when did you marry her? <laughs> Shit. You know, I got. I just got, and I got to insert this somewhere. It's not going to be. It's not going to make sense elsewhere. I don't think. But um, I did want to just discuss the concept of cosplay. Um, I think the fact that there's like a number of really hot women that cosplay with excellent costumes and they're, they've kind of gotten famous. I think that's kind of opened things up a little bit for women to be more accepting of, you know, geek or nerdhood because these things oh, are more acceptable at conventions. They're more okay. photographed. Sure. It's uh, like online. empowering some of those Absolutely. closeted female 100%. nerds or geeks. Yeah, okay, I guess. Yeah, I just wondered if you guys thought... But do you think, though... But I think um, a woman being into that type of culture is valued much more highly than a man, of course, because the men are always doing the valuing. Yeah, I could... Yeah, I could see that. So, I I would think the stigma is applied to basically the male. Males. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I have that down, that there's a double standard and that... Men who cosplay are, are still stigmatized, you know, a bit. You know, if you got some yeah. chick who's a super I guess whenever, hot Jedi. Whenever you see pictures or photos displayed of cosplay, some usually women cosplay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I also feel like it's very rare for, like, an athletic man to be cosplaying as, like, a shirtless character or something in a sexual way that's going to appeal to any females. Yeah. Know? Well, and also, I mean, this is, again, opening a can of worms, but then you go into the actual pools to draw from characters in which to cosplay the when if you're cosplaying a female character they're generally depicted as being sexualized yes exactly right so i mean that's a whole another thing i also think that females in general you know even though they may very much be as nerdy as us it's almost like they have to be like Tested and proven to be oh, like totally, in yeah. It's they're like, not, oh, they're yeah, never taken at face value. You're into video games. Yeah. What do you play? Like, oh, yeah. Okay, you turn that on once in a while. Yeah, like, right. I notice that a lot. Totally, that's a good point. Call me when you play Stardew Valley. <laughs> oh, you beat it? Have you played it right to the end? Do you have all the uh, the legendary fish? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that one oh, card no. is really hard to get. Comes like in the full moon on the third day of winter or whatever. <sighs> No, that's a that's a good point. And again, that's like that's really a whole another topic. I mean, I guess, right? But yeah, well, but still, it's worth mentioning for sure. I mean, because yeah, that's part of part of the the stigmatism. Um, one thing I want to ask you guys is: Are there any places or media where there is still a, a definite stigma, or it feels embarrassing to be a geek or a nerd or hide it? And what might those areas be? Well, from one thing that I'm definitely not, so don't get any ideas, <laughs> is. Like bronies, like uh, when you see people into my little oh, pony, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're still that com- it's confusing to me, and especially if they're cloppers. And uh, <laughs> y- 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 you can just look that up. Do you know what that is, Moby? Uh, cloppers. I it's no, I don't. But it really sounds like something I don't want to know what it is. Well, it's men who are like you know, there's some sexual association, mm. and yeah. So if you're a clopper, you're probably. On you're the probably, fringe of society. Yeah, you're probably not telling everybody that you're a clopper. Yeah, and... You find, but, but, again, you find your clopper groups. I think... Yeah. It's like, a lot easier to find a group now. 
Yeah, true. Totally. Okay. Totally. And that's like with, with anything now, the overall nerd slash geek group is just getting bigger and bigger across the world. Yeah. Right. And now it is easier to find. That's the acceptance. I think that's where the yeah. internet and the accessibility and connection of the world makes a big difference. Yeah. That You're is no the... longer just the one nerd in your town. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mind you, you know, I still think like, you know, you wouldn't want to go too hardcore with it. You know, like I mentioned that you can slip a, a few things into a dating profile saying you're interested in Game of Thrones or video games or whatever. But, you know, you want to, you wouldn't want to be like, you know, I'm a geek. I We've got geeks in. I'm geeks in. we got geeks in here. You know, it's, you, you don't want to do that kind of thing, I think, overall, where, you you, you know, you go out and you say, like, uh, I'm a geek in this yeah, tall you know, way. Yeah, but I mean... Don't roll a one, baby. You Get see, with me. You're talking about <laughs> you you're talking about what you're putting in your fucking online dating profile. No, I just, and well let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. You're putting that kind of stuff in your dating profile versus you casually chatting with an acquaintance or a friend about these specific topics is very different. Yes. So they're applied to different situations. It's like anything. You need to apply it to the proper situation. Okay. But like I would not I would never hold back anywhere that I'm a sports fan, and I am. Sure. But I'm saying yeah. they're and that, basically that, making my point for me. No, but the, but you can turn the tables and say that can turn somebody off too. Uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I I don't think I would want to go out with a girl who was a hardcore sports fan because I don't share that same interest. Okay. So, but it, and if that is what they decide to portray as their defining uh, characteristic of themselves. Then I'm gonna. Have, it's a hard pass for me. Okay. So you yeah. know what I'm saying, and I, which you're right. It does play into exactly what you say. You pick and choose and pick what you're putting in those profiles, right? Like, right. I don't know. That's uh, that's because you'd be a sports geek at that point, which is the bad one. <laughs> so if you're a sports geek, you might scare away some women who are, you know, they might be okay with sports nerds, <laughs> but not sports geeks. Black. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's the same with everybody too, though. Even if. You know, something is kind of commonly talked about. I'll just use Game of Thrones as one more exa- example. Yeah, but time. that's so mainstream. I it's know. Like, it's like saying, hey, but did you see the latest Marvel movie? True. Everybody and their dog but is saying those what movies. what I'm getting at. Everybody's if, watching if, that if stupid show. Let me fucking finish. <laughs> is that, you know, when you talk to somebody who's not as much of a nerd about it or a geek or whatever fucking term we're going to use, you're going to, you know, be a little more vague with it. Oh, did you see yeah. that episode? Oh, that was great. But if yeah. you talk to somebody who's like, oh, I read the books. Well, you're going to dive in and, you know. Sure. Okay. You're, you're going to dive in yeah, head yeah. first, right? I, yeah. I, I, That's I what I'm saying. getting at. You got to test the waters. Yeah. Right. And you got to see what you're get what you're getting into, and see how much you can chat about. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, but that's a that's a typical social situation. True. Okay. Well, I'm gonna throw two examples. Do you just have to play devil's <laughs> He really does, listener. I mean, go back through our. It's back very catalog. unnecessary <laughs> to have this whole discussion. Why are we even here? Turn the mics off. This is not my beautiful house. <laughs> Okay, two places, one obscure still, but one, I guess, fairly mainstream where I really do think there is a, a stigma. LARPing is the obvious one. I mean, it's out there, yeah. but it, not a lot of people do yeah. it. But I think LARPing's a... You think that's too far? I think that's too I far. I think LARPing's cool, man. I would love to try a LARP. Are you dead serious? Yeah. I think that's awesome. I would totally try a LARP. Okay. Well, I'm <laughs> feeling a stigma towards you right now. <laughs> um, What's wrong with LARPing? So what, what, what do you... Well, the fact that you're dressing up in a forest playing imaginary games. I did that, but I stopped when I was 11. Right, but no, so all that, all LARPing is, 
is a little bit extra on top of role playing. That's all it is. You're you're not there to wear the costume and play fight with swords. You're there for the role playing. Oh yeah, you're, okay. I get what so, you're saying. And all that character and that that physicality of it enhances the role play. Yeah, similar to us just playing fiasco. You know, we get really into it. We do the voices. We do everything. Some people might not, but we like to go. You know, pretty, sure, pretty full. full yeah, I see it as you're just you're just using some. You're just enhancing your own experience. Okay, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay, but you know the idea or what the videos I've seen of LARPing, and yeah, I've never done it ever, or seen one live, but it seems like they're shooting elastics at each other, going you know lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Yeah, okay. Like, and how, how old and who, by whom were those videos by and put out? I don't know. You're a good point. They're yeah, going you know, you know, to show you the nerdiest. Of course. You know what yeah. I'm. You know what I'm going to link. Um, there was a great YouTube series. Um, oh man, about LARPing. Watch it. I will link it. I'll find. Yeah, it. I'll okay, link it in the fine. show notes. Watch fine. it. I'll, I'll take and it. I'll, I'll, yeah, it's it's so great. So are you basically saying for real LARPing or whatever LARPing you're talking about that people are just taking pen and paper role playing and and making it physical? That's what. That's the impression that I get from it. I think. I think that I. Yeah, I mean, of course, again, I've never done it, and I don't know anybody who's done it, so I, you know, I'm just talking out my ass like I usually do, but I think that's what I portray it as. I, I portray it as all, you just, they're just, they're just enhancing their own role playing experience. That's, that's what I take it as. Because, and again, this series, ah, I really wish I could remember the name of it. I think it's literally just called like LARP or something, but I will find the, just watch, watch this YouTube series. It's really good. I'll give it a watch. I'll and, and so it's not like a series that, explains LARPing to you. It's about people who LARP. And and it's it's a character series about the people who To LARP. me, it honestly seemed, and I might be wrong here, like, but, I mean, it, it really did seem like people just bang swords together and play, like... I'm sure they did, yeah. I'm sure they did, they do that. Okay, and I'm saying there's a stigma to that. Oh, okay, yeah. I just, but you are attacking me personally right now with your tone and your look that you're giving me. Yes, but that's not my message. I'm just attacking you. No, I but it, it is your message. No, it's just because I don't like you. This is not <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but you're saying you disapprove of LARPers. If, oh, I, if I, I do. If you, okay, so but you're not if, a I, if a beautiful woman on their dating profile put that they are a hardcore LARPer, in addition to some other interesting, maybe not so in the vein of nerd and geek culture things. Cooking, cleaning, and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> How about they were a, a giant Canucks fan? But they also like to LARP. It would scare me. Okay. It would scare sure. me. Sure. I, I guess I said the same thing about a, a like a hardcore sports fan as myself. So I, I, get, I get it. Right, right. It would be exactly that kind of thing. Like if the hardcore sports fan liked other stuff, yeah. it might be a little bit of a strike. But now I want to... So, but when we play street hockey and you don your Eric Lindros jersey, you are LARPing, my friend. You are LARPing. Uh, yes, not, you are. I'm not role playing. I'm not tr- <laughs> pretending to be Eric Lindros. I feel like sometimes you are. Uh, yeah, I think you're a LARPer. I, you're a closet LARPer. It's not LARPer. intended. It is not intended. <laughs> I fall down at least four times a game. Concuss- concussions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because- No, okay. That's obviously a bad analogy. But, um,. Let's go but back it up to a little to cosplay. If you go out to a sporting event and wear a jersey, you're cosplaying. 
That's not a costume. Yes, it band. is. Yes, it is. If you got a jersey with Sedin's name on the back of it, you were cosplaying as Sedin. I completely disagree. No, it's the I same think fucking that thing. way too fucking far. It's very yeah, similar. You're, you're taking that a little bit too. There, there is a similarity to it. You're supportive of it, but you're not <laughs> cosplaying when you go to see Star Wars and you're wearing a Star Wars shirt. Now, if you're dressed as Boba Fett, you're a cosplayer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I wear All a right. bright orange. Beanie, sure, but now, okay, but now you're now you're cutting hairs on the difference between celebrities. And nerd culture icons, right? No, Is that where I, the difference really comes from? No, like I'm saying if you lit. Okay, now if he went dressed like if he shaves his head to look like Daniel Sedin, if he uh, gets a little bit shorter and he like thins down and he looks just like Daniel, yeah, and he's just putting on the accent, then he's cosplaying exactly. as Daniel Sedin. Exactly. Okay. Just wearing a jersey. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't right. think so. Before we get you're, off, you're, okay. uh, you're a cosplayer. You're a cosplayer. Uh, okay. Well, no, you're closet larvae. <laughs> Has the stereotypical image, then, of a nerd or geek been done away with? Like, no. <laughs> I mean, Matt, Moby just, uh, Moby just spouted off about the big, the fatty and smelly guy in the basement. That's the exact, so no. That's true. Move yeah. on. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. no but, but I think in general that, you know, if you walk down the street, you don't know by looking at them who's, who's into what. But you never did, I guess. Yeah. But because there's so many more people into these things. Do you do you see somebody and just go, oh, I must be a nerd? Well, or okay, Mar- I get, I get up, what you're asking. Marty brings up a good point there. You know, you know, there's a number of people that we're mutual friends with that walking down the street, they would not at all look nerdy, but they're into a lot of nerdy stuff. And yeah. like, would probably like me, I don't look like a nerd. Well, I, I, I mean, I would think even myself, like me sure, and you. You, like, you, you know, certainly we, don't look like a nerd, Marty. No, but like walking you know, down the street, we start hitting up the gym. You know, we're Ripping, all swole. Uh, you know, 125 on the bench press. Yeah. Like, nobody thinks mm, we're a nerd. Damn. You know, high reps. So, high reps. <laughs> yeah, like that's fair. 19 reps. Protect the joints. Protect yeah. the joints. Yeah, we're getting old. Yeah. But, <laughs> but seriously, though, like, you know, you're at the gym and you see people training or whatever, or they're big. You really can't tell no. by somebody who's athletic. And you would not maybe 20 years of You can't. But what if that person is then wearing a superhero shirt? Are you then to assume that they are into that culture? Like Superman deck? Yeah, sure. Like Superman deck. But uh, was there another uh, new guy I hadn't seen before? He was wearing a soup shirt. Yeah. Um, so you're just, are you just to assume no, that they are? And then I could I could approach him and be like, hey, buddy, I like Superman too. Let's be friends. Can you spot me? Yeah. I think it's more likely that they just picked up a $15 shirt. And <laughs> <you know? laughs> From, maybe. Like, sure. Like, I like that logo. I think, you know, that's everywhere nowadays. Well, it wasn't actually just a logo. It was uh, the logo with Superman and this classic flying pose behind it. So it's a little more involved. Maybe he's a fan of flying. Maybe. (laughs) This is going nowhere. (laughs) But what what I'm trying to say is the the, the look goes both ways. Yeah, I guess. Again, we're just judging people on their appearance. But does a, does a single is wearing a single shirt depicting some type of nerd culture, whether it be Star Wars or the superhero or what? Does that just automatically classify them as a nerd just because by looking at them? No, and I don't think it should automatically classify them as a fan either. And, you know, you, you yeah. can wear stuff and not necessarily yeah. be a super big fan of it. You sure, know? sure. Well, and the whole point, can be wearing it ironically. The whole point is that those properties now have become so mainstream. But, you know, if you wear a Superman shirt or any other superhero that's in the films or Star Wars even, you know. I think superheroes really especially. Yeah. yeah. That's just everywhere. 
Yeah. It's, I think that, that was one of the big things that really turned the tide, I think, in the early 2000s was those superhero films. Right. Right. Yeah, that changed it for comic books. Now it's okay to read a comic book. Yeah. Out yeah. in the open. Yeah. <laughs> people, just, people just seem interested when you tell them, oh, I read comics. Oh, cool. What comics do you read? Yeah. You know, whereas before it might have been like, oh. Just, I think it's just giving a lot of more social talking points. Yeah. In, in a bunch of different diverse peoples. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? I mean, I, I don't, I think the water cooler, you know. Well, I mean, long gone changed. is the water cool, cooler talk, yeah. right? I mean. Well, it's a little different now. Like, it's, you know, yeah, it's super different. Well, and also that's just based on media itself. You don't yeah, talk about the, the consumption. Show you, yeah, the yeah. show we wasn't what was on at 8 p.m. last night. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, we did you binge watch Narcos? Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm about halfway through. So yeah. it's like, oh, well, you know, I watched all 13 in, in, at once, so I couldn't tell you what happened in any numbered episode, but I know what happened. That's always what happens when you pinch. You're just like, oh, I don't know what happened in what episode, but I can tell you the chain of events that led up to this finale. I'm just going to throw on a funny story about Leland binge-watching Community and watching it in one weekend and then thinking, that was great, and then binge-watching it again. <laughs> I love Community. <laughs> just just restarting community. it. It's wow. so good. Specifically the first three seasons. They're very good. It's so good. But season five is great, and six actually did a great job of wrapping it up. Have you uh, gave a BoJack Horseman a chance yet? I haven't watched that yet. Okay, no. so the, the fourth episode <laughs> dropped, or yeah. fourth season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw and that. I got to say, that's one of my favorite shows. I really haven't watched it. I heard crappy things, but then you said some, and the listener was talking about how great it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm going to have to sit down It's and watch one it. of those shows, I think the first couple episodes are the weakest, Yeah. and all of a sudden it, it immediately figures out what it is, yeah. and it's like... Did you ever finish The Defenders? I didn't even start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's not talk about that. I got that. 10 minutes in. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, that can be. <laughs> but I'll, I'll talk about another terrible show that I have like a new guilty pleasure right now. And it's not even a pleasure. I've been watching Pretty Little Liars. Oh. I'm on the last season. I'm on season seven. Holy shit. And this was like, I think I started watching it. This is like all in like three weeks. I think I've watched all this. It's fucking bad. It's so bad. Then why? But, you know, you already know the answer oh, to that yeah. question. You, you have to do everything. You, like, when you start it, you have to finish it. I have to finish this stupid thing. I'm in it to win it. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, coach. All right, coach. Put me in, coach. It's so bad. It's so poorly written. These character decisions are dumb. I, I'm literally yelling at the screen every five seconds because someone's doing something stupid that this plot hinges on one character choosing to go to the cops instead of. Ah, fuck. Hey, listener, what did we say about nerds being obsessive? <laughs> <laughs> one more, uh, one more one segue on a TV show. It was Dad of Light. It was the one that you Oh, that was good. I like that. I've done two episodes. I'm going to finish it. It actually uh, goes down a little bit, but it yeah. starts pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It. It's weird. But, <laughs> it's really but weird. But, like, not too weird for me. No, it's fine for me. You know what that yeah. is, Mo? I don't, actually. Oh, it's, uh, okay, so it's... Uh, a, a son trying to reconnect with his father by playing Final Fantasy fourteen. It's a it's okay. a uh, Japanese television show. Yeah, they intersplice it on Netflix with footage from the game. Yeah, and basically the plot is that uh, he gets his dad Final Fantasy fourteen and he plays the game with him, but under an alias. Like he's playing yeah. as a character and his dad doesn't know it's him. Right. Oh. And All in an attempt to befriend his father because yeah. when he was a child, he picked up Final Fantasy three. Yeah. Was three or six? Three. Three, which is six in North America. And as a it's child, it's actually three. It's the real three. Oh, yeah. It's so, three, three in Japan. Three 
Final Fantasy six and Japan is three here. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then I think it was six that he picked up in the. Three. I think I read that somewhere. Three. Oh, was it's it? Th- well, apparently, it's three. Okay, let's not get tell. <laughs> no, no, no it's three here, here, but six. I think it's, it's the same game. It's three here. <laughs> they picked up three the same. Yes, they picked up. Anyways, he played this game. He played whatever fucking game this was with his dad as a child. They bonded. They grew apart because his dad's a workaholic. His dad was, uh, took an early retirement because it turns out he's sick. But of course, he hasn't told his family because he's you know all stoicy. Um, befriends him under an alias. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. I don't know that. Oh shit. Well. <laughs> Come on, you, you know that. <laughs> you know that. Spoilers. You know that's what's wrong. I do know. In the first episode, he cr- bends over in agonizing pain. I thought that's just what Japanese people <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he befriends his dad. In the, in, in the whole thing, he's helping his father progress through this game to befriend him. And then at the end, he's going to reveal, it was your son all, the, all along. We can be best friends. It's anyway. actually a cool concept. It actually, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, funny. it's enjoyable. I would certainly okay. pick it up. What's uh, the name again? I'm actually going to write it. Dad oh. of Light. And now, I liked it before they translated it. It was actually Daddy of Light, which was much better. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so back to our conversation. <laughs> that was banter segment two. <laughs> so we agree that uh, the nerd geek image things kind of changed, I guess. And there's still a little bit of... Sorry, I want to uh, interrupt. And so should I be ashamed of telling people that I watch Pretty Little Liars? Does that play into our conversation? You, you know what? I actually, I've heard of the show, but I don't know anything about it. It's so. like based off of like young adult novels. It's like... I think it's general as um, the target audience is like teenage girls. I would say probably yeah. <laughs> it's like um, like if you like watch gossip like Gossip Girl, Girl yeah. like you're, that kind of stuff. I would say definitely yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to see what the hubbub was. Okay. Apparently, you've seen a lot of. So hubbub does that? You're on season seven. Does that fall? <laughs> I've seen all the hubbub. <laughs> Have you made your decision? I've seen the more yet? than enough hubbub, but there's still a little hub to go. So I got to get to the bub. Leland, you and I are the opposites. If you knew how many seasons of different shows I watched, like two episodes and stopped. See, that's criminal because you, you I never do the same know. Thing now too. You never know. No, it, I have no. I have limited time. Well, obviously, I yes, I <laughs> will admit that this fucking Pretty Little Liars has taken up a lot of my time recently, and I have done a lot of. I have not done a lot of other things that I should have been doing instead. I also recommend like dating. I also recommend that doesn't go in your dating profile. I, I don't know if I if I want to date sixteen year olds. Are you a pretty Are you a pretty little liar? Because I'll watch you. Oh, oh gee. <laughs> I want to learn what your bub is about, hub. Hey, hey, save that for the post show as usual. <laughs> okay, next oh, topic. Sorry, along. wait. Martin was finishing a thought that oh, I yeah, heard. Well, I was just saying he was reiterating on whether or not there's still stigma. So I think there's still stigma. Yes, there is. But They're shaming me. They're pretty little liars yeah, shaming but me. But you don't look like it by looking at you. Oh, I don't, I don't okay. know that you look like somebody who watches Pretty Little Liars. Okay, I'll I'll take it. But, but um, the, I think the last part of this was my my Pretty Little Liars shirt didn't bring it, give it away. <laughs> Oh, that's what that is. Lucy Hale. Oh, man. Lucy oh. Hale. She is hot as hell. Ugh. I, I gotta look I her up. Look her up. She's gorgeous. I don't she's know like, that is. She's one of the actresses. She's like the point of watching that show. How has the industry taken steps to bridge the gap between the hardcore and the normies? <laughs> um, Sorry, you didn't see my quotations. Oh, yeah. Nor- hardcore wasn't quotations. No, I'm just kidding. Normies wasn't quotations. <laughs> 
you know, I think uh, geekish films, for the lack of a better term, like, uh, you know, the Marvel movies or whatnot, they do a pretty good job of giving you an origin story, or at least at least making it so you don't need hardcore knowledge of the comics to get into it. And I think that yeah. kind of helps. Bridge yeah, them. and then, okay, I don't think that those Marvel movies would be a starting point for someone to go dive into other forms of media. If you have never uh, indulged in any Captain America source material before, and then you go and see the movie because you enjoy the stream of Marvel movies, I don't believe that they are enough to entice you, or they do, or their point of them is to entice you to further your education in that type of in that character. No, but that's not my argument. But I, that's that would be the gap between the hardcores and the normies, in my opinion. I think the gap is trying to make it appealing to both. So it's going to make the fanboys go, okay, that was respectable to the Captain America source material. Yeah. And the other people just to go see it. Okay. And I think, for the most part, Marvel does a great job of doing that. I thought we were talking about turning normies. Oh, well. But I misunderstood. I, I, think, I, I get I think what you're saying now. A lot of normies have been turned. Just to the comics to some extent. Yeah. Because I, I didn't really read comics up until uh, the Marvel film started coming out. Hmm. And then I got into that. Okay. Um, so I think it does happen. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. But I really think that, they, like, especially, I mean, of course, the, the go-to is to talk about Marvel. But they do, I mean, they do lots of stuff to throw in Easter eggs that more knowledgeable uh, readers of, of the comics True. will pick up on. I think that's all in in, in an effort to, to help uh, bridge that gap. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. They do that as well. I, I mean, even with it, which we just discussed last episode. Yeah, um, yeah, there was. They a did lot the of same thing, right? The people who yeah. know about the source material picked up on some of the stuff. So yeah, and that's a smart way to adapt it without making it so blunt and overt. And we talked about that in the video game one too. Video <laughs> game film adaptions, like video game film adaptions, we're doing that. They just ham, ham handed, yeah. ham fisted, yeah. just throwing them in there right in your face. Yeah. Uh, whereas a good one doesn't. So. That was uh, in Movie Musings of Episode 5. Yes. <laughs> but you already knew that, listener. I hope so. But uh, go back and listen again, <laughs> in case you forgot. Um, You know, for board games, I think what ends up happening is you get some gateway board games, which kind of straddle the line between mainstream and, and hardcore mechanics. And the one that comes to mind is Settlers of Catan. I think yeah. that's one. We don't that really need to talk about Settlers why you're not a fan of settlers? Uh, not in particular, but like it's everybody's gateway. Everybody knows it's. Well, <laughs> if you played point. a board game, you played Catan. It's not yeah, called. It's not called Settlers anyway. By the way, it's been rebranded as just. Catan. It's just plain Catan. But yeah, everybody. back in the day, though, at least for me, um, before Leland got into board games, oh, we were we were playing it before we knew what it was. Sure, but to me, this seemed like something different. This seemed like a step beyond all the other board games I had grown. Yeah, up I don't with. know. It's it served its purpose, and it's and, and it. I don't believe that it does as much as it did now, just because of the way the hobby. I believe there's there's. I think there's a lot of other games that newer people in the hobby now would tell you are their gateway games. As and opposed it, to Catan? I'm not disagreeing with you <laughs> no, at no. all, but I am interested. What do you think some of those games are? Well, I mean, uh, just even even uh, Ticket Ride or okay. Carcassonne or um, looking at my shelf right now, what's on this shelf. Even something like Takanoko, like that kind of stuff. It's all lighter fare that you could easily introduce somebody, somebody new to that stuff. But mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt your point. I'm no, just, I'm just okay. saying like, yeah, everyone knows. Catan, Gateway, boom. I think Dixit was a good jump off point too. Yeah, that's a good one yeah. too. That's a good one. 
that one always gets everyone. But when when it comes between <clears throat> into the to the board gaming hobby industry, um, I think it's much. I think it's its own it's its own beast as far as acceptable geek and geek culture, because it's not necessarily something. If you haven't played the games, you don't know about them, right? If you're not interested in playing those games, you aren't going to learn about them. It's not in your face like a big, huge blockbuster movie is. And I think that also plays to the type of medium it is, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I even think, though, even within the uh, in- industry, there are the there's, like, the people that play the, in quotations, heavier games, like the ones that they, they could take upwards of three to six hours, and by the time you're done, your brain is melted, and a lot of people don't enjoy those the, they're usually classified as Euro games just because of their origin or whatever. But so even within that small little niche, which is of course getting bigger and bigger, it's just, it's. I think you still have some stigma even there too. And yeah. of course those, and again, it works the other way. People who are for, like, I mean, I just, I just, I just basically shit on Catan, like I'm all high and mighty on my horse because I've played bigger and better and more depthy games. So I just, I just, I just did, the, I just did exactly what people shouldn't do it. I mean, it's the same as people bitch and arc on Cards Against Humanity, which we've talked about briefly before. It serves its purpose, and people who like it like it. Who cares if they like it? Let them play it. If you don't like it, don't play it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, if you like Batman vs Superman, go watch it. Yeah, just realize that you're don't watching a barrier film. <laughs> In a weird way, that parodies. I know this is not geek related at all, but you know, wine. Like wine, there's a lot of snobbery yeah. um, in that industry, but the really good people that are into it, that write for magazines and are popular, they usually just go, "Hey, if you like a wine and it's fifteen bucks, just just drink what you totally, fucking enjoy." Totally. But you know what? I think even that stigma is lessened, is becoming lessened. I don't know. I don't know from what. I'm just getting that feeling. Like I, when I think about that, and maybe it's because I recently started to drink more wines and. I don't know, experience more range of quality and versus price and stuff. I think that stigma, even that, is lessening. Maybe the world's just becoming a better place, you guys. <laughs> no, I get what you mean. I definitely think it's okay now for people to go, oh, I went on a winery tour and I tried all these wines. And to have, like, an opinion about this expensive wine or whatever, it you know, it's not really a big issue anymore. No. Yeah, personally, one of my favorite wines is 12 bucks Jackson Triggs Red. And... <laughs> You know, so I've got an sure. occasional as, shit. As far them. as wine, as far as Okanagan wines go, that's certainly mass marketed wine, exactly. right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. You know, one other thing I wanted to bring up just this is as a, weird a topic. general topic about, you know, stigma and geek culture. Um, gamers are aging. Period. I mean, just the, the wave of gamers that are, are still playing games as they hit middle and even senior age. Um, there's more and more of them. And Patrick Hillier. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Well, you know, I, and I, yeah, okay, fine. It's one game, but I know from World of Warships, which is my favorite PC game, the average age is 50 plus. A lot of my friends there are 60 plus even. And, oh, okay. um, you know, it's, it's a different community, but it's a great community. And, you know, I kind of like how there's no stigma there for being an old man, sure. you know, grabbing a man. I don't see why there should be. It doesn't make any sense. There to used me. to be. I used to be you're 30 playing. years old and playing games. I love how you're playing in the retirement community video game. <laughs> they are kind and gentle souls. 
Now you take your shots. I mean, are they, are they good at the game? Yeah, overall. Right. That, I mean, you're talking a game where if you want to move your guns from left to right, it takes 90 seconds. Yeah, I, I, I am familiar with the <laughs> so, gameplay. And your ships go about 20 miles per hour. So, yes, it's easy for old people to grab you the don't, uh, You don't really need that twitch response time. <laughs> no, not at all, which I think is... You, you well, can, okay, yeah, they're aging, but more and more new ones are coming up and, and also aging into it. So you think there's more aging in or more aging out? Or can you even age out anymore? I think that's the issue. I don't think you don't age out. Anymore. Just don't age out. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think for the most part, our parents' generation will be the last generation we're playing video games over a lifetime and enjoying geek culture over a lifetime had some sort of stigma to it. Yeah. Like I know if my dad or mom got into geek culture stuff right now, their own friends would look down on them. Yeah. They'd be like, "What are you guys sure. doing?" You know. If your so, mom went out for a LARP. <laughs> yes, especially if my mom went out for a LARP. But, you know, my dad, he used to be obsessed with uh, with Harvest Moon and with Bomberman. And he yeah. could play those all afternoon. And if his friends knew, they, you know, he's a hockey player. Say, the fuck, get back on the ice, man. You know, so I, I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, I agree. I think that is the last generation that that'll be an issue for. Well, and that... I think stigma, I mean, is going a lot away for women. We've kind of touched on that too. But I don't know a single woman myself, and I thought about this before the episode, that doesn't play video games in some respect. All of them do that. I know personally. Yeah, I suppose really? that, that my age. Yeah. Okay. most of the women my age I know will at least play them. I don't want to say they would play them on their own, but in a social setting, they would play yes. them the right same there. as sure. going to see a film or a okay. board game. yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it. Okay. Every woman I know just wants to have sex with me, so I can't really have female <laughs> friends. It gets a little, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, it's confusing. Yeah. I mean, even, I even have to drop some of the, my guy friends, too. That's really hard for it's you crazy. to get into that friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> meta, meta alert. Meta alert. Yeah. It's meta to announce a meta, Moby. We're breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, it's fourth Kevin wall. Kevin Sorbo would defend me. He would always do Oh, my goodness. We ready to move into movie musings? I think so. This topic to death. Okay, so today on wait, wait, okay, can we sum up whether or not we our thoughts on? Okay, yeah, 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 that's cool. Because we were really all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so what was the topic again? (laughs) (laughs) All right, stigma. They're degrading, or will always stay heavily degraded, in my opinion. I I agree. I think so. Heavily degraded, still there, but compared to twenty years ago. It's almost it's night, night, day, day, sure. night and day. But will it always be there? And yes. I guess that's a weird... Yeah, I agree, yes. But I guess that's a weird question to ask because there's always going to be like somebody who doesn't like that stuff, right? You know, this is a weird visual analogy, but it's almost like, you know, when you put a light on in the room, no matter how good the light bulbs are or how powerful, there's part of the room where there's still a dark little corner. And I think there's still <laughs> going to be niche places in geek culture that are stigmatized to some degree for a long time. Okay. Sounds good. Take her away there, Moby. Movie Musings. This one titled Untouchable Tyrell Core. Tyrell Core being the corporation in the original Blade Runner film that uh, makes the replicants, which are androids. And this is a topic that we're going to start off talking about Blade Runner specifically, um, but we're kind of going to move a little bit broader into sequels. So I'm... 
I think, safe to say the biggest Blade Runner fan here. I've loved the movie. It's it's absolutely in my top 10 of best movies of all time. And I followed the sequel, which is about to come out in a few weeks, very, very uh, tightly. And a lot of people that I know that are hardcore Blade Runner fans, uh, they think the sequel is completely unnecessary. And honestly, they're offended no matter what it is that the sequel was even made. Um, and I kind of want to give a little bit of history there, why this is. Uh, Blade Runner, in its when it was originally released in 1982, was a very different film than most people saw. Uh, it had heavy, heavy studio interference. The point that Ridley Scott basically was, ta- he was the director, was basically taken off the film, and the studio directly... Uh, influenced or forced certain changes in. One of the most notable in the original cut was that Harrison Ford was forced to do like a 1940s film noir voiceover to make everything explicit. And Ford himself has said that he specifically botched his own performance in the hopes that the studio would not use it. And they still used it. Oh man, that's terrible. That's so good. So what you ended up happening is not just, you know, the original cut, which sucked, and then another extended cut came out later. There were eight cuts of Blade Runner made. That's crazy. Eight cuts. There was the original cut. There was the U.S. theatrical cut, both of which sucked. There was the international cut, which I don't know a lot about. There was the work print, which is important because... When people saw it, it was shown to a small test audience in, I think, 1989, and it was responded to really uh, positively. That was a print, obviously, that Ridley Scott had worked on himself, and that got the director's cut made, but the director's cut is poorly named because Ridley Scott did not actually do the director's cut. He was somewhat consulted, and he gave notes, but he did not have any direct control over that cut. It's okay. That's the one I own. It's probably the second best cut. Only in 2007, this movie came out in 1982, only in 2007 was Ridley Scott allowed back in to make the final cut of the film that is the definitive cut. So I think where a lot of people's fear comes in with this specific sequel is that it was so tampered with and poisoned the original film from the start and so much effort was made to come out with this classic and release it as it should have been that people see these ghosts of this studio interference and this mismanagement and they think that the second is just going to be a cash grab and fuck everything up like the the original release wow that's uh i kind of feel different about it a lot of history i kind of feel that i feel like it's a cash grab and I feel like it's completely unnecessary, not for those reasons. Not because I'm scared of studio influence. In fact, I'm pretty sure there's going to be almost no studio influence, judging by the director and the actor. I'm actually feeling pretty good about that. I just don't think it needs a sequel. Plain and simple. It was a, it's a, I just watched it last night. So it's fresh. It's a good movie. I don't think it's as good as everyone says. I think also, if you watched it 20 years ago or 30 years ago, probably is more, resonates with you a bit stronger. Maybe not after all the shitty release. releases. But you know, for me, I thought it was great in in aspects like the acting, um, specifically um, Rutger Hauer is awesome in it. Um, Harrison Ford is fine. I don't think he's really anything special in it. Not really. No. And um, most of the other uh, Android characters are just kind of okay. 
Um, and then special effects wise, it's very dated. Even um, the whole like uh, techno noir theme that they go for and everything kind of, I don't know, just seems, it reminds me of the Terminator music and stuff. And yeah. I don't know. It just didn't do it for me, I guess. It was fine. But does it really? Well, it, it doesn't age well. No. I guess that's as simple as you could put it. I think so. Uh, I just don't think it needs a sequel. Like, like the way they leave the movie, the movie actually ends really cool. I like the ending. It leaves it open. You, you're kind of wondering whether he's a android or not. They just kind of skirt around that subject with deliberately, which is neat. Yeah. Um, and they just leave it, and you don't know really know what's going to happen, but they just they leave it there. There's a lot of interpretation you can pull from it, which is always a nice way to end a film. But otherwise, yeah, does it nearly need a sequel? Other than the fact that yeah, okay, now we got names and money on our side. Let's make a big budget blockbuster. Leland, thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I, unnecessary sequel. I, I agree with uh, a lot of what you're saying there, Mark. Um, when I watched it, it, I don't know, I, like, I like it, it's cool. Um, I think, I don't know. It, uh, but isn't that it? It's cool. But that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's not something that I would clamor to sit down and watch again. Which is usually um, like, like what we just talked about community. When I like something, I'll watch the fuck out of it. Well, my concern, and this is based off everything I've read in the trailers I've seen, you know, Blade Runner deliberately leaves it open on whether or not Deckard's a replicant. And you watch it over and over again, you see different clues, you confirm your biases or see clues against. I really think with the second one, they're going to definitively answer that. I Scott really already has. That. Really, Scott, Scott has, has come out and said it. Yes, and I watched that. But believe it or not, a lot of fans are like, oh, no, he's just smoke screening. I, oh. I believe he has but, okay. been honest about it. Yeah, I mean, okay. But other fans. But I'm saying the but, film itself is going to explicitly oh, okay, okay. say. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's funny that people are saying that because then... How do you take anything he says at face value? You are picking and choosing what he tells you and deciding whether or not you think it's true or lie. But you do know Harrison Ford has said in Converse that Deckard is not a replicant. He said that I in his mind that. he feels like Deckard is not a replicant. Yeah, I've and seen, he those, I've he seen those videos well, too, those interviews too. Yeah. It's not a conflict. That You you don't yeah, give a the, shit the what the actor, actor doesn't get to say. It doesn't say. matter what the actor well, says. I agree with you. I agree I think, with you 110%. I don't think, I don't think we, they shouldn't, shouldn't even have recast Harrison Ford. Why? Why is Ford in it? I mean, again, I don't know the plot. Obviously, maybe he is integral and it makes sense. But why couldn't they have... I mean, the universe is cool. And it's great that it's wicked that it's tied in with the Alien franchise. So, like, that's all the same universe. Like, it's really cool. And I don't know. Well, he's on his retirement tour. He's going back <laughs> to all his old franchises. And this is probably the last one. You know, just, yeah, I mean, other than... I hope he retires He's going to do Air Force oh, One man. Part Two. So. <laughs> Air Force Two. <laughs> he's the vice president. It's, no, Air Force Two is the helicopter. Okay. <laughs> so submarine. he's in a helicopter. The submarine. Yeah. It's ironic because I think that David... <laughs> so they're just going to be Sub- in the hunt for Red October. Yes. <laughs> hunt for the Red November. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I think David from Al- uh, the Alien prequels, you know, from Prometheus, he's one of the better replicants. Uh, it's funny <laughs> yeah, because sure. he's not even in the... The Blade Runner films. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So what are we talking about? Are we talking about the original film or are we talking about the progression of the franchise? Well, I think the main thing we want to talk about was like the upcoming one. Yeah. Okay. Because we also, are going to do a bonus episode on it? We yeah. are, yeah. Okay, yeah. we may as well. I mean, remember this, talking about Blade Runner here is a launch point for the rest of the topic. Right. So, okay, okay. Um, 
Well, it I mean, stinks. It well, stinks. I started positive. We've got two negatives, so this is perfect to go into the next subtopic, which is why do other movie sequel fail? And I know Marty, you've got some. Uh, well, some I, I got a good one. Oh. Zoolander two. Ooh. Yeah. And I know you don't mind it, Moby. Yeah. But it was not good. The, the you know I watched it. You, you enjoy it for what it is, and it's really stupid. But Zoolander one is really stupid too. But it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Zoolander two is not so good. No. It, it's stupid it feels for stupid twenty sake. years old. And totally. That's the thing. Is like you could watch a twenty year old movie. Have the nostalgia to it, go, eh, it's old, but it's okay. But knowing that it's 20 years old, knowing that this film's from 2015 or 16 or whatever yeah. it was, it did not fly. That, like, they, they made a sequel that should have come out two years after the original, basically. Yeah, that's, Is that what they were, like, like, thinking of? If not, like, five. Like, you could, it would have almost been funnier if they were just a little bit older and they did the <laughs> same story. Yeah. Like, you know, in their watch yeah. out. That would have been almost hilarious. Sure. Though. But yeah, it just was too far gone. And I, I worry about that with films is that they want sequels to these films that were like good standalone. Some of them become like cult films like Donnie Darko. There's a Donnie Darko too somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I've seen it. It is the most horrifying sequel I've ever seen. It has yeah. no connection to the first one. Um, well, the, uh, the sister. The sister. Oh. Or something. I haven't okay. seen it. Don't, but don't. Donnie, Darko, <laughs> Donnie Darko 1 is a great film. And then, you know, and a cult, a perfect example of a cult film. And to make yeah. a sequel is so unnecessary. What's interesting about Donnie Darko is it actually has two fairly different versions of the same film, but both are celebrated. Huh. So I've got the extended or the uh, director's cut. I have yeah. to, yeah. Um, but what's the difference? It's a yeah. lot of, you know what? It's weird. They actually do entire scenes out of order, but the same scenes. Just oh. out of order in the movie, and they change which music. Again, the same music is in different scenes, oh. and it creates a different feel. That's cool. You know, I like a, subliminal messaging. It kind of is. <laughs> you know, I've got a friend. I've seen both. I I much prefer the oh. director's cut, but I've got a friend who <laughs> loves to death the original cut, uh, which is the theatrical release. Which is the theatrical release. Wow. That makes sense because I remember watching it again huh. and seeing the director's cut and. Thinking there was something different about it. And it had been so long, so the differences, I couldn't point, pick them out. But now that you mentioned it, it's noticeable. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. You know, I think uh, back to, like, the sequels years and years after. And bringing back these actors to reprise roles from 20 years ago, you always end up with a overacted version of that yes. character. Same thing happened with Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah. Yes. Like, they're just – they're they're – uh, caricatures of their own character because they're out. I don't know. They're out of practice. They're just they can't do it. Well, because in the first film they're acting like they're coming up with a character. In the second film, they're pretending to be the character they were in the first film. So like, it's almost like they're <laughs> they're, they're a dude to pretend to be a dude playing another dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know where it actually worked really well was um, like first day of camp or whatever that. that <laughs> oh, the, the way hot American song. Yeah, in the fir- in the first part of the prequel or sequel or whatever they did, the prequel, not yeah. the sequel. Yeah. Um, the prequel was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The prequel was, was good, good. and because the sequel was awful, it was. Really it was Awful. Yeah, yeah, I stopped it. Oh, I shouldn't have finished it. Fuck. We just uh, we just binge watched it. We, it. It just kept rolling. In yeah, the you, just get through it. you just get through it. They're not like god awful, but they're not good. No. 
Sounds like you're describing the series Love there, which I have finished. It's no, not god awful. <laughs> love is good. Love is good. Right. Love is good, love everybody. Is good. <laughs> can't argue, can't argue with that. <laughs> I've got five points on why. Whoa! No, 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 no. We're not going to go in depth. No, I want to. Um, no, I've got five points I thought of why other movie sequels fail. You guys have hit one. Too much time in between. And why that is, is that, you know, char- yeah. actors become caricatures. It's just got too much time on their hands. One that Leland will love that I put here is that the original film was not designed to have a sequel. And they just do it for, like, the point of because it was popular and now they got to make others, you know, and they just want more money. Which actually was another point, but they kind of go together. The sequel is seen as a money grab. Yeah. So, um, that. Um, I, I'm sorry. <sighs> Go ahead. You know what? Finish your points. I kind of want to remember to come back to that one specifically. Okay. I have a, a thought. Sure, sure. Because, I mean, I was only going to lay these out pretty quick. Okay. Um, my third point was that the people involved in the sequel then do not have as much passion as they did for the original. Hmm. You know, maybe the original was – and I'm worried about this a little bit with Deadpool 2 because there was so much effort that needed to be made to get Deadpool 1 made in the way they wanted it to. You know, Josh Brolin looks great. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. You know, he's just, Deadpool is wearing a Ryan Reynolds suit. So, um, but yeah, there's passion or lack of passion. And, you know, the final one that I've really got there is uh, there's a tonal shift sometimes in the sequel. It's just awkward. It either gets sillier or too serious or dark. And it doesn't jive with what made the original, um, you know, popular there. And you know one trilogy that sums almost all of those up? In fact, as I look through these, it kind of does. Godfather. Godfather was always meant to be part one and part two from the very beginning. And Godfather part three was many, many years later. The first two weren't. And Godfather part three really was a money grab. It kind of had a tonal shift in that it, you know, suddenly um, Michael Corleone is trying to be like a good guy. And uh, it had some bad acting choices as well. But it basically hit all five notes of what went wrong. Hmm. Let's go back to you, Leland. Yeah. So uh, the point about the original movie doesn't need a sequel or like it's it stands alone. I think there's a fine point um, when you when you look at like even if a sequel is planned or you're leaving the door open for a sequel that that those individual movies still need to stand on their own. Mm. So I think though, if you have a movie that does stand on its own and it was great, and then you, the fans are kind of clamoring for more. And even if it is driven by greed, they want to make a sequel. Where do you draw the line then? Because like, I mean, and, and if that sequel turns out to be good, it's like, okay, good choice. But if it's bad, then it's like, why do they even make it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, at what point do you choose to or not to make a sequel? I guess if it's money involved, you're just going to do it because you're going to make money. But you know what I'm trying to say? You understand yeah, what I'm trying yeah, to get? Yeah, no, I do. I do. Because, like, um, I don't know. Yeah, it just, they got they have to be able to stand on, on their own. Yeah, I get that, you know. If you have a movie that doesn't stand on its own and explicitly tries to franchise build or something, and it's a bomb, that mm. makes the movie all the worse. Well, and that's like the the Hobbit trilogy. 
Why was that three movies so dumb? And I, ha- I haven't seen any of them, so I couldn't really comment <laughs> no, me on either, the- actually. I couldn't comment on the quality of the of the movies, but I don't know why that needed to be a trilogy. I've only ever heard what people say about them. I own them. I've seen them multiple times, and they're actually I I'll discuss them a bit more in in the next subsection. But um, yeah, I, I definitely have some thoughts on why those failed. I've got a few examples here. Um, All right. And, I mean, Marty, you brought up an example. Did they really fail, though? Like, they made a ton of money. Were they comparing them directly to the Lord of the Rings, though? And is that where they measured that failure? Maybe, yeah. I, where I feel they failed, and again, I'll get into this, it, it failed in, like, maybe about three of the points I brought up, but technical quality, directing and passion for it, I think, was worse. Oh. Certainly focus was worse. Okay. Technical quality and, like, actual editing and putting together scenes and stuff right um really fell apart especially with that third film wow yeah and you know and inevitably they're of course they're going to get directly compared to the lord of the rings they are which if you went and watched the lord of the rings now those movies still hold up pretty good yes those are old movies by now yeah Uh, those are like early 2001 yeah yeah well, it seems like we're really clamoring to get to that uh, subsection. Let's but, do it. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I wouldn't mind jumping in. Yeah, dude, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, you know, I was thinking about a couple of really bad ones, but I want to talk about a good one. And it's 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 a trilogy, but it's also kind of expanded past the original trilogy. Is the Rocky films? Yeah, and they're, and they're a good example of both. They like there's good ones and bad ones. And although you could argue that they're kind of money grabs at times. Some of the newer ones have been pretty good, like the like last one, Creed, which I mean, I would consider it a direct, you know. Oh yeah, I would too. It's Rocky Seven. It's uh yeah, so it's like uh a the first installment of a third trilogy of it, Rocky. It really movies. is. Yeah, it really right? is. True. Yeah, and but then you could argue that like Rocky Five and Rocky Six, like one of those just didn't need to happen. Balboa probably didn't need to happen. I say Rocky Rocky Balboa, one, Balboa, Balboa should have happened six, right? instead of Rocky Five probably. Which one was five? Five was he just stops being a fighter and he trains uh, like this young guy and he pretty much starts ignoring his family and they're poor. They lost all their money. <laughs> oh, okay. So at the end of Rocky Four, they lose all their money. Um, I think Polly or whatever wastes it all. <laughs> and uh, so they have to give up their robot and their big house because in Rocky Three, they get a robot. Um, <laughs> yes, they do. Amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. And so in Rocky Five, they live in like the Bronx or whatever yeah. in Brooklyn and then they, he trains like Tommy Gunn. And then Tommy Gunn becomes successful and is like, I don't need Rocky anymore. And for some reason, they end up fighting. And they, huh. they have a street fight. <laughs> and uh, Rocky was supposed to die. And then he didn't. And then he was supposed to die in Balboa. And then he didn't. <laughs> and then he was supposed to die in Creed. And then he didn't. So he's still there. <laughs> he's like the Energizer Bunny. He keeps going. Oh, yeah. bump going. And they used to make jokes after Rocky Balboa that like in Rocky 7 in a wheelchair. But now he actually does have cancer. And he's in like in Rocky Seven, and now Rocky Eight. He's gonna be in that as two or uh, Creed Two. Creed Two, so, yeah. Like that's a crazy that they're they're on the, they're on the third trilogy. Insane over like forty years. Insane, so, yeah. Crazy, and and yeah. there is such a varying degree of success in those films that you could understand why they keep making them. Like you know, they they have their ups and downs, but they keep going. Yeah, you can kind of flip a coin and figure yeah. out whether or not you're gonna make your money on it. I like with Rocky how that uh, Creed 2 or Rocky 8, whatever you want to call it, how, in a way, it's a direct sequel to Rocky 4. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it, Dolph Lundgren is going to fight, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty cool. Is he fighting, or is he, like, training another Thank Russian? God. No, no, you know what? The, 
based off his Instagram, he's like getting in fighting shape. You see him punching and stuff. He's fighting someone, whether it's Rocky. I bet you it's going to be, you know, Creed's son. He's yeah, but he, I mean, he could just be getting into fighting shape. Like, it could be a uh, figure of speech, right? He wants to look good on camera. Yeah. Possibly, I'll, I'll give you that. But I just see Dolph and Stallone, like, sharing a beer, being like, man, we got to fight somehow in this movie. Totally. <laughs> like, totally. Whether it's they Why the fight, hell not? You know, come yeah. on. Dolph's a cool guy. Can't wait to have him back. I wish that Carl Weathers didn't have, like, a falling out there. Where I wish they could, like, have him still in it somehow. Like, I know he's dead, but, but like... <laughs> like a force ghost? You yeah. want a Carl Weathers oh, force ghost? Oh, man. <laughs> the force ghost of Carl Weathers. As, like, Rocky beats Dragula yeah. again in, Ro- in Creed 2, you yeah. guys force ghost Carl Weathers. Just give him Rocky a- raises his hand, and then, like, his ghost hand holds it up. <laughs> I'll tell you guys, we should make movies. We should. <laughs> Just give us $120 million and we'll no, produce a product. We should make scenes in movies. <laughs> That's right. Oh, so we should be ghostwriters. Yeah, we like we just tell like those guys they punch up scripts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's call Abrams about Star Wars episode nine. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I want another scene where uh what's the bad guy in the new Star Wars? Jab- oh uh, not Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, do you think he's going to copy or turn a Jedi? Uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo yeah, Ren. I want another scene where Kylo Ren destroys a bunch of shit. Before shit. So, yeah, yeah. Literally punch it up. Yeah. And JJ so literally copies. There's like metal boxes etched more shit. <laughs> he cuts things in more shit. He's cutting up shit. Thanks, Abrams. Thanks, Abrams. Please. Um... What's next? Okay, well, I no, no, I want to jump in with a few movie sequels that have failed for possibly uh, different reasons. Um, and I, I mean, I said I bring up The Hobbit. First of all, that was supposed to be a two movie thing, not a third. And the third was mostly built out of cut footage and reshoots. If there's, if, if there is something directors need to learn, it's do not make a movie out of cut footage and reshoots. No kidding, right? It's never going to come Isn't out. Isn't that filmmaking 101? It should be. It should be Lulu, but but it isn't. I think Star Wars prequels get a lot of, you know, they're maligned, and I think that's... Are they critically? They're, they must have been financially except successful. Except for three. Yeah, they're, they're critically they're maligned critical. except for three, which is actually, I think it's got like 83% around. Oh, Some people like the third. Good. That's an interesting one where the whole trilogy is pretty much maligned. Yeah. Except for the last one. Well, that, that I would put under the category of less passion in that Lucas didn't care about dialogue or story that much until the third, which I think was noticeable. Because mm-hmm. um, well, he was reacting to fans? Well, he, special effects. I think yeah. he was all about special effects. And here's the weird thing. Like, when Lucas did the special uh, edition trilogy in the mid-90s, like, those effects didn't look great, even at the time. Like, that was unbelievable CGI for the most part. Yeah. Like, if you remember the new scene with Jabba the Hutt? Like, I remember seeing that as a kid in the theater being like, yeah, this looks really like, you know, some cartoonish computer graphic thing. It just looked wrong. And it's like, it's like Lucas thinks that technology is beyond where it actually is. And, you know, just because maybe he's got such an ego from what Industrial Light Magic did in his first trilogy, where they did blow away the special effects. Yeah. So... Um, there's that. One thing I wanted to ask you guys about, but especially Leland, is I really like the prequel, The Thing, that came out in 2010, but it's pretty critically panned as a sequel, and why? Were the expectations too high, or...? Uh, I haven't even seen it. You've never seen the prequel thing? I have not watched it. Oh, we gotta watch that. Are you kidding me? I don't want to. I honestly don't want to. 
It's uh, no, I've I know. It's got Winstead in it. Yeah, I know it has Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it. I just don't want to. The effects look fucking garbage. I don't want to sit through it. I've heard I'm, only bad. I don't want to watch it. Well, you hear good things from me. I just yeah, but I don't great. value. Yeah, I don't Blade Runner. I don't value. <laughs> I don't value your opinion whatsoever. Oh fuck you! I don't know, man. I just and maybe I should watch it. I should watch it. Why would I watch Pretty Little Liars and not? <laughs> Well, because you're movie. such a huge fan of the 1980. I know that's why I don't want to watch. Okay, it. this will not tarnish the. Why do no no I'm not worried about that. But why I feel like all if I watch it, all I'm doing is giving myself rant fodder, and I think I have enough of that. <laughs> We'd all agree on that. Then why would you keep watching Pretty Little Liars? <laughs> Because I have a fodder okay. quota, and I'm hitting it with Pretty Little Liars. So what's good about that show? Oh, uh, Lucy Hale. That's it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the all seasons. the girls are attractive, and <laughs> they're not overly great actors. But I mean, really, but Lucy you could, Hale. You could really just like Google image search. Okay, you like, know what? No, yeah. what? Okay, what is? I'm not going to say good, but what is driving me to watch it is because I could just look up the plot and see how it ends. The right. mystery, because the whole thing is all this mystery. Who is A? Who is this? And who is that? And I could just look it up and see. Uh, which I actually did about season four. I was like, I can't. I'm just looking it up. And then when I looked and I saw it, um, <laughs> I said, you know what? I want to watch. I need to see how this oh, fuck show plays out. Freaking invested in this. I am. I am. I am invested. Yeah. I need to see how it plays out. I want to see how they because because they actually seven is the finale series finale. I need to see how they finished it so I can properly hate it. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I need to, I need to, kind I need to, of. I don't know why. I need to see it through. Yeah. Like, like, I already looked up, I know, I mean, I, I looked up a pretty big spoiler, which is the stupidest fucking, but I gotta see it. It's just bad. You know what, you know what? I'm, I'm taking an exercising in poor writing, but that's what I'm doing. I'm learning what not to do in my yeah. own literature endeavors. One thing I'm a little confused about though, you're finishing this show. Yeah. Did you ever finish Dexter? I did. Okay, you did. Okay, I did watch okay. all of Dexter. Because, yes. like, the end of that was really bad. I know you started being up. Yeah, I did for a while, but yeah. then... See, the problem is when I go back to shows like that, though, I oh. have to watch from the beginning all the way yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. I, I just have to. You know, it's tough, too, though. Because, yeah. like, I... I but dropped, I did finish it. I dropped out of Mad Men, like, around season five. Oh, see, me too. And... I want to finish it, but I have to watch all I of it. No, because I don't remember anything. No, I... No. Well, is there, is there much to remember? Well, you, <laughs> you, you're pretty there, much you're there's remembering. Some, there's some character nuances, though. Sure, that make it more emotional. Yes, but you're rem- that's the thing, right? If I'm going to do it, I want to, I need to be invested in it. Meaning, I got to go yeah, all the way back. That's the problem. But like, all you're doing is you're remembering from season to season the name of their ad firm. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. That's that's pretty it much it. Everything. That's like the major change. Yeah. What were we talking about? We were talking about trilogy. Oh yes, the the thing prequel. Okay, let's watch it. I'll, okay, I'll we'll watch it, I'll watch it and we'll get your opinion. And then I'll fucking bitch about it next episode. The last note I've got on movie sequels that failed, um, and it's a movie I enjoyed, but I'd like to know, and I know you guys have seen it, on why it critically failed, uh, Jurassic Park, the Jurassic Park, The Lost World. Never seen it. What? I'm just kidding. Oh, jeez. Okay. I, man, that, you should be an actor. That one's critically not a it, it got critically panned. Yeah. Oh. It's because so. it's a bit samesy, because they go back to the island. Well, there was cheesiness. It's a different you know, the island. The gymnastics, monster. you know. Oh. It's a different guy. island, okay. Yeah. And then they also bring the uh, T-Rex, T-Rex to, to New York, yeah. California, wherever. Right? I saw it in theaters as a kid. 
And I loved it as of a course, kid. Of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, at all, you know, it was cool. I thought it was, I don't know, that's weird. It's good because it has a, put, it punches in a bunch of new, new dinosaurs, right? And yeah. a bunch of new, new, like, situations with the interactions of the dinosaurs. You're not just running for your life from some raptors and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, weird. That's oh, uh, yeah. confusing. Yeah, it was just a small note to see if you guys could shed a light. I wanted to just quickly bring up, um, the Matrix, Matrix trilogy. Yeah, I brought. I got that mm. Yeah. Okay. The, there's there's a, a a movie, The Matrix, that didn't need anything oh, else no. after it. So unnecessary. Yeah. Very unnecessary. That, that could have been the, one of the best standalone oh, films of all time. Could it ever? Now that is one trilogy that I I don't know. Is it common for a trilogy where the first one is always usually the best one? I think sometimes the second one's good too. Yeah, I think it's very it's like very common that the third one's terrible. Yes. Very, very yes. uncommon that, like, episode three, that people like that the best, right? That's very uncommon, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, in general, that's right. That, uh, you know, the first is usually considered the best. And, I mean, I don't know if we want to announce the future uh, little set series we're going to do. We just got to make sure we do it. But it, it rides <laughs> along these lines. Um, okay, I'll just throw it out there. So, Leland found... Uh, was it Leland or was it Martin? Uh, yeah, I linked it. It yeah. was from some other uh, Twitter account. Well, who was from? I think it was from uh, Dyson Names. I saw it on Twitter. They put it up there. It's basically a graphic that shows a number of popular trilogies and where each film in the trilogy is considered, you know, as far as best, worst, maybe they're equal to each other. It's not a zero-sum thing. They can all be equal or close to it. And we're going to start analyzing some of those trilogies based off that graphic and our our personal thoughts where the matrix where i have trouble discussing it because you guys are going to hang me is i have always liked the second matrix the best i oh. like the second i like matrix reloaded better than the original matrix i'd say it's that's, that's, a, that's a really rare i agree feeling, with that. yeah um you know what when i left matrix reloaded i was not in any way disappointed mm. because especially yeah. being, especially being younger yeah looking back i can't I, Sorry. Sorry. Looking I back, I, I really liked the first one more. But at the time, I was so stoked for the third one after seeing the second one. Except for the um, ending. I think the ending okay. of the second one kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, I do not recall whether or not knowing... I'm, I must have known, watching Reloaded in theaters, that they planned... That it was like it's basically a two-parter, right? Yeah. So we reloaded in revolutions like the out same. Very close, I thought they released in like six to nine months after yeah, each other, right? I, so. I do recall that. Mm-hmm. I I can't. I don't know if I knew that going in and watching it, but yeah, because it, it like cliff reloaded cliffhangs and sets up revolutions, right? Yeah. Directly, like they're 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 like one movie basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I, I reloaded school. I'll I'll, I'll watch reload anytime, but. Man, that original is so good. Yeah, in, in Revolutions, I enjoy it, the third one, but it is definitely the worst in my mind, and most people, almost everyone agrees. I honestly don't really remember any of that movie. I think I've seen it once, maybe twice, other than uh, the big uh, mechs chain-gunning some yeah. of the robots at the end fight for Zion. That's really about it. No, all that is about. Oh, and of course the uh, Dragon Ball Z fight at the yeah. end with, <laughs> with Neo <laughs> and Smith. Agent Smiths, yeah. Yeah. Well, they, you can tell they were really trying to top that fight from the second film yeah. with him on the rooftop, which was actually a pretty cool fight. Yeah. You, you just can't beat the first one. Like that dojo fight with uh, oh, yeah. Morpheus, yeah, Morpheus. And the fight in the subway with Smith yeah. and Neo. Fuck, that's a good fight. It was so cool when he gets <sighs> up and he just stops the bullets. Like, 
Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it gives oh, you shivers. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you guys. I think that that the Matrix. I mean, it's it's looked as you know an excellent part of Hollywood. But if there was only that one film, that one film would shine that much bright. I yeah, I think so. Followed. I think you could. It would be probably considered one of, if not the biggest sci-fi films of all time. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. the, but that's where I think this trilogy discussion is going to be interesting because do these trilogies take away from the other films? And they do. I think they, they do in a to. lot of cases, yeah. Well, and I'm going to make an argument. Because they undermine what made the original so good sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes, and this is not all the time, in fact, it's rare, the third movie does right the ship. And an example of that is Back to the Future, where the first movie is fantastic, the second movie is just an absolute mess. And then the third movie, which is in the Wild West, is pretty cool. I disagree. I disagree. Really? I strongly I think, disagree. I think the third Part one, three is by far know, the weakest of really? that trilogy. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. think it goes huh. number one. Number two is a little bit less. Two and one are really close for yeah. me. Yeah. Number one. I think I almost put two above one for myself, but three by far at the bottom of that list. Yeah. Huh. This is what's going to make these discussions one's so interesting. One for me. Two's below, but it's still great. And three... I, I like three. Uh, three was nice because it was a change yeah. for sure, right? It wasn't. If I guess number two, number was one, kind one of and two go together. They really do, and it's almost as if I mean I know it's all one very continuous story, and it's like happened in like two days. <laughs> it really is like <laughs> a does, day yeah. of time travel for yeah. for Marty, right? Marty McFly. <laughs> um, yeah, three. I think they made a good choice with three in the direction they did. I think that was a solid. Solid move because otherwise, yeah, we just would have been samey as, as, as all get out, right? Hmm. That's yeah. interesting. No, that is interesting. I think it, it backs up that it's a good thing that we're gonna yeah. dissect these trilogies. I think totally. we're gonna be surprised what each other's thoughts are. Yeah, I think so too. So that's that's pretty cool. Anything you guys don't want to see a sequel to, like a standalone film you have now, where you're like, please, please stop. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've got a. Th- Think about that for a moment, because a lot of the one-off films I like, I know there was never going to be a sequel to them anyways. Why? Because they made zero money? No, just because they're films that that could never be adapted to have a sequel no matter what. Like I mean, what? Okay, like, well, I, the one that's in my mind right now, it's one of my favorite war movies. You guys haven't seen it for sure. It, you know the movie that uh, there's all those memes of Hitler getting mad at something? Oh, yes. Okay, that movie's okay. called Downfall. And that's, like, probably my top ten for sure all-time movies. But you're not ever going to make a sequel to that because Hitler's dead and it's sure. a one-off war movie. But yeah. that's my whole point. I'm mentally going... Okay, Field of Dreams, one of my other favorites. So, but, We're never going to make a sequel to right. Field of Dreams. But what you're doing is you're going in your mind's Rolodex through the, your favorite movies and picking out what you don't want sequelized. You're not looking at what movies, good or bad, warrant one or do not warrant one. You know what I'm That's saying? That's fair like, enough, but there's just so many movies I've seen over the years, it's hard for me to... Yeah, I guess, I guess the question really is, yeah... Well, who cares if some movie you don't give a shit is getting a sequel? Yeah. It really does should apply. You're right. It should apply to your favorite one. So, yeah, that's totally valid. You're, you're, you're right. Well, so. I've got one. I've got Drive. Uh, mm. That's a really okay. great film with Ryan Gosling yeah. that, you know, very critically acclaimed. Never, never make a sequel. There's no point in following up with those characters. Just leave it alone. They did. It's Baby Driver. Now, what is it? <laughs> I don't know. That's what that is? No, no. Leland. That's a prequel. 
Oh, Leland is a pretty little liar. Wow. You're learning too well. I'm a pretty little oh, liar. Everything's... <laughs> he's he's <laughs> very good at deadpanning this shit, isn't he? Yeah. But, but what I do want to see is another 20, two, 21 Jump Street people. I want, I want 23 Jump I want Street all men of in them. black. Yes. yes. 23 yes. Jump Street MIB. Yeah. But, but you know what? That's actually that's a good series to bring up because they gotta really go for something crazy like that. You just can't do them on another normal cop mission. No, for the it worked perfect for the set for the sequel because yeah. they acknowledged it and it yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, it, it did. They did, and they didn't cross the line, no. right, of being too too acknowledgey. Yeah, that's gonna add a Y onto everything now, and it's gonna become an adjective or a verb. Yeah, you know what? I'm no. a little adjective. Adjective. <laughs> Grammar lessons with the TN podcast. Yep. <laughs> huh. I, uh, nothing for me really comes to mind. I don't really, can't really think of, because like everything gets sequels. Never make a sequel to Ghost, but oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess that was a sequel. It's not even a reboot. Well, you know, I think to Sicario, which I believe, did we all watch that together? You did. Yeah. Yeah, and they're making a sequel to that, but Denny Villeneuve, you know, the original director, he's not doing it, and um, the, oh, basically the whole production crew's changed. The actors are the same. They're dropping Emily Blunt, and I like the way they're going in the story. It's going to get darker and focus on Josh Brolin's character and Benicio Del Toro's character, but the fact that you're losing everyone who made the first movie, yeah, that puts a lot of fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do. So like it's like the the they're hoping on the connection to the name alone to drive its yeah. excitement. I just think viewers. you're taking so much risk with tone and just yeah. the feeling wrong. That's weird. They're making a sequel to uh, Live Die Repeat as well. What? Yes, yes, yeah. they are. I was just thinking of Edge of Tomorrow. Which yeah. is the official name now? Live Die Repeat. Nah, are you sure? Yeah, I yeah. thought it was the other way around. No, Edge of Tomorrow was the first name. And they okay. And then they changed it to. I was Live literally just thinking about that. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. Okay, well, for wrong, we'll put it in the show notes. Whatever. It doesn't need a sequel, for sure. No. <laughs> Why would that? All. First one's good. I liked the first one. Yeah, it was cool. Okay, so I watched the first one. I was uh, with my wife. We were having a big, big cheat meal. I ate a extra large pizza, a pack of Timbits, and a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> and a cookie to finish it off. Would you like a cookie? <laughs> big pizza, box of Timbits, and a cookie. I did not feel well at the end of that film. But <laughs> and you still enjoyed it. I still it. enjoyed it. Well, there you go. That's. <laughs> I want a cookie. I want a pot. There's, <laughs> there's a film that doesn't need a sequel. <laughs> oh, man. Hook is a great movie. It is. It's never seen fantastic. it. Oh, it's worth watching. It's really worth watching. Never seen Indiana Jones, either. The f- How are you in a podcast? <laughs> You've never seen Indiana Hey, everyone's Jones. got their blind spice. You don't LARP. No, and I've never seen E.T. either. I don't think. Who cares? Okay. I've seen E.T. Yeah, I've seen E.T. And I don't read comic books ever. No, you've read Watchmen. I have read Watchmen. That's the only You're kind of dead weight. A lot less dead weight. (laughs) I was about to say. But dead weight now. I'm still still an anchor holding us down. (laughs) So uh, who here uh, listening uh, plays World of Warships? Raise your hand. Listener? Going once? Going twice? (laughs) God. Well, I think we're kind of... Yeah, I think we've shot this trilogy in the <laughs> neck and it's dying. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Are we going to wrap it up? Can yeah, I do the yeah, end of show stuff? Uh, well, okay. Okay, well, we're going to get back to this topic again. Oh, yeah, it's going to come up. This is yeah. like an ever-expanding thing. Yeah, right? it's going to be a new um, bonus new bonus topic. Segment, yeah. yeah, we're going to pick a trilogy, and we're going to dissect that trilogy and argue about it, and Leland will get mad, and we'll Probably. defend it, and Mobile will have some off, awkward thing awkward thing that has nothing to really do with it, but it'll be about something. <laughs> and that, that'll be uh, coming in your near future, listener. Bet you can't wait. Woo! Okay. Great. So, uh, check out the show notes if you need to for some of the links. Like, honestly, go check out that LARPing YouTube series. I will find it. I will link it. Go to ttpopcast.wordpress.com. And also, uh, check out our Facebook page. Like us. Leave us some comments. Tell us which installment of this trilogy is your favorite. Leland, the amazing stand-on-its-own original. Marty, the almost as good sequel, but probably unnecessary. And, or movie, the terrible, terrible trilogy. The third installment of this trilogy. Really, I see myself more of the T2 of the trilogy. Fine, I'll, I'll take the Terminator. <laughs> Sorry, Rise of the Machines. Rise of the Moby Shines. <laughs> Anyways, that's been uh, the T-Head Podcast. This is Leland. This is Moby. And this is Marty. Thanks, listener.